This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. We're live and back for more. Oh, man, we did come back for more. <laughs> we didn't have enough last time. We try not to disappoint. I mean, if we disappoint, it's not on purpose. No, exactly. We're not trying to disappoint. Sometimes we do. Welcome. You know, what better way to start it? Like a, maybe a slow winter, l- little bit gray day week with a nice, fun throwback to an 80s book that you had at a book fair. Yes. In fourth grade. Yeah, the, the Scholastics Book Fair at, at your school. Shout out to anybody in the comments who out there had like a, a mini seizure of excitement when it became the Scholastic Book Fair time. Yes. Like my little like fourth grade brain became like reeling when I saw like my, just my options and then realizing that, you know, I had like, you know, $7 to my name and I, and I could buy like two books. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then. I had I was at a small school, so then your friends would their parents would give them you know fifty dollars. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, here's my two books that my mom let me buy. <laughs> or you had to do the classic combo of like book poster. You know, you're like, yeah. okay, I can't yeah. get two books. I'm getting a book and a poster. In the week we had, uh, yeah, the classics. I think there was a weekly reader. I don't know. There's some other stuff, other school stuff out there too that that you could get those things at. But uh, but yeah, already. Already, Al's coming in. Yeah, Al wants us dead. Yeah, <laughs> comes in out of the gate wanting us dead. Yes, <laughs> you know he's consistently consistent. He's like, do you know my favorite narrators? Dead ones. <laughs> dead, dead ones. No. <laughs> well, Please. if you're new to the podcast, thank you. But if you're new to this, what we do is we go through these old choose your own adventure books from the '80s, and then when we get to a decision point, you can come into the chat. Whether it's YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, tell us where you want us to go, and we will go there. Listen, you're the subject of so much entropy in your life. Why not choose your own adventure this time around, at least? Well, yeah. You know? Like like Jesse. He, he tells us to go to the saloon constantly. That's his uh, choice for everything. It's not an option. Though. It's still an option. No. No. Exactly. He put go to the saloon on his driver's test, and they, they failed him. They're like, no. <laughs> The fill in the blank. It's just it, you look at Jesse's test. It just says go to the saloon on all the fill in the blanks. Yeah, and then like they're like, no, that, that's incorrect. He's like, saloon, go to the. <laughs> like, no. Maybe I just don't have the combination right. <laughs> Maybe my syntax is off. No, no, no. You're just not not right. So yes, we dig these suckers up today. We have the one-two punch of the classic choose your own adventure that we read last week. Supercomputer. Yes, supercomputer. Supercomputer. Are you channeling your any inner Tony Danza? I am always channeling my inner Tony Danza. This is a classic, like like the Hulk. It's like, you want to know my secret? I'm always Tony Danza. Angela. Angela. <laughs> Angela. For for those younger listeners, the this is Who's the Boss from the 80s, just in case. Yeah, exactly. You want some good laugh riot, look up Who's the Boss, 1980s sitcom. Wondering who, in fact, was the boss. Yes. But are you a supercomputer? 
You're a supercomputer who thinks it's a shark. We're not a shark. We know that for a fact. We're not a shark. Well, yeah, you'll never be a shark. No. That's the book we need to make. You'll never be a shark. You'll you'll never be a shark. I'll show you, Mom and Dad. I'm going to be a shark. Whether you want me to or not. We end up joining a street gang called the Sharks. Yes. The Sharks and the Jets. We'll be a jet, but not a shark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to reread the supercomputer, supercomputer that we read last week. And for veterans of this show and newcomers, uh, we will choose the first choice as your humble narrators, just to prevent us from re-choosing something right out of the gate. Last time we did this, we actually did this for people, and somehow our listeners still managed to get us back to the same ending that we had the first time. I know. They do that sometimes. These books will just put you in a loop. Exactly. Hey, kid. I'm a computer. <laughs> but I'm not a shark. Jesse is invoking the uh, the classic YouTube. Um, this is years old. This is like when YouTube was young. Some geniuses took the uh, G.I. Joe PSA ads at the end of the cartoon and overdubbed them with bad lip reading, like nonsense comedy. It is some of the best internet stuff you could ever hope to watch. It is. Especially yeah. when you know the real, what, what, what it was actually supposed oh, yeah. to be said <laughs> you lose some brain cells but it's worth it it's, it's worth so it funny. yes we're going to do supercomputer second time through and then we'll do a new one go through a new one here that way we always get something different it's never the oh, same twice right. unless we get looped again and we do it all over i don't know it's we'll happened find out. once before so we'll find out so this is supercomputer book number 39 edward packard is the author the creator of choose your adventure we still have to stop on the the illustrations because even if you read this 50 times you still look at the illustration of our computer oh, yeah, called pause. conrad exactly you got the cerebral module i like how they is... try to sound all technical oh yeah uh the cerebral module was also the name of my uh, 1980s fusion punk band that i started <laughs> comprised mainly of apostate mormons and uh, schwann's uh, salesman oh schwann salesman yeah. yeah did you get push-up pops Free push-up pops. Oh, man, we got them corn dogs, yo. Oh, like... okay. Okay. All right. I love Jesse. Edward Packard, more like Hewlett Packard. Yes, uh, Edward is Hewlett Packard's cousin, second cousin, twice removed. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. I thought I believed you for a <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, he's... He's his, or, or got... to quote Spaceballs, he's his brothers, mothers, sisters, cousins, former roommate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, huh? I'm surrounded by a-holes. Uh, yeah. All right. So we All got this right. illustration. Uh, 1984. Just came out. All so right. I start so, this or do you want to, sir? Uh, I'll go ahead and start this one. All right. You won a computer programming contest last month, and your prize has just arrived. You're a lucky owner of a Gen Comp AI32. Sixth generation computer, serial number 2183, name Conrad. You've just set up the computer in your room. It's miniaturized, even though it's the size of a of a, a large screen TV back in the eighties. But you know, it weighs ninety nine pounds. But hey, it's miniaturized. Oh, that computer will break your back. It's not so much lar- It's not much larger than a TV set, and it has a semicircular console display screen, printer, optical scanner, interactive voice function, and most important, a transthermal ionized neuroplasmic cerebral module. Woo. 
We have no idea what we just said. No. You, I, I guarantee you, Edward's like, let's just throw in a bunch of technical gibberish, and kids will love it. Somebody's like, hey, Edward, I bet you you can't pl- say neuroplasmic in one of your fancy books. He's like, you got it. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> $5 bet one. Yes. You begin to read the instruction booklet. The AI-32 is an intelligent computer unlike any other machine before it. For that reason, there's no need to learn how to work it. Then why does it have an instruction manual? Right. And no, Jesse, does it have a retinal display? No retinal display, but an optical scanner. Oh, yes. Optical scanner. Yes. Right. It's going to core your eyeball out like a like an apple <laughs> Probably goes no. red like Hal. Boop, 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 boop. Next scene, you got an eye patch. Yeah. yeah, this is where Conrad <laughs> missing an eyeball. The computer will teach you how to use it. Just flick on the power switch when the amber light comes on. Press the button marked instruction mode. Then introduce yourself in an ordinary conversational voice. Your computer will answer back. Since your AI 32, Conrad, has not been pre programmed with information about you, start off by telling it about yourself, your name, school, and age who's in your family, what your hobbies and sports are. Once your computer has gotten to know you, it will be much more powerful, more useful to you. You'll find your AI-32 will be a really good friend! Exclamation point. I like that. Really good friend! Yeah! For you friendless nerd. (laughs) They know I don't have friends. (laughs) Caution. Because of the Gen Comp's extraordinary new manufacturing method, which incorporates genetically engineered organic biochips, there is sometimes a high degree of variation among individual computers, just as there are among people. There is a slight chance that, in some ways, Conrad may not be as smart as many other AI-32s, although we guarantee it will be smarter than any other home computer you've ever seen. There's also a slight chance that Conrad may be extremely intelligent. If your computer seems unusually stupid or unusually brilliant, you should bring it back to the Gen Comp Lab for adjustments. If your computer seems unusually murderous, then it's operating fine. It's operating (laughs) just fine. (laughs) You read the instructions to make sure you understand them. Switch on the power, then press the button marked instruction mode. Good morning, the computer begins in a pleasant conversational voice. I'm your model AI-32 sixth-generation computer. My name is Conrad. Good morning, Conrad, you say. I'd like to tell you about me and my family and school. That won't be necessary, Conrad replies. I can tell all I need to know from voice analysis. You're surprised at this response. Either the instruction booklet is wrong or there's something wrong with Conrad. If you decide to call the Gen Comp Lab and ask for advice, turn to page five. If you decide to try and work with the computer yourself, turn to page 12. I believe last time we tried to work it out ourselves. Yes, we did. We did not call, we did not call the lab. No, no. So we're going to call the lab. So page five, here we go. When you call Genicomp like the simp you are, you are referred (laughs) first to one office and then another. No one seems to know what to make of Conrad's behavior. Seems like you must kill your own machine now. Yes, we do. Finally, you reach someone who does seem to know something. Dr. Franz Hopstern. Because they're going to hook up an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old kid with a doctor. Well, why not? We're we're almost a doctor ourselves. That's true. 
vice president of research and development for the company. Hopstern listens to you impatiently. Don't attempt to operate your computer, he says in a nervous voice. I'll be right over. You are surprised that an important executive in the Genicom company would come to your house just because your computer isn't working, and you're tempted to talk to Conrad some more. You go back and sit down in front of the console. Hello, says Conrad, who has apparently sensed your return. I can be more of help to you if you open this Ouija board and point to 666. <laughs> okay, Conrad. Oh, okay, Conrad, sure. Sounds good. I could be more of help to you if you'll just insert the blue cord on my right side into the nearest telephone jack. Ah. If you hook Conrad into the telephone jack, turn to page eight. If you decide to wait for Dr. Hopstern to arrive, turn to page 10. So your big first decision tonight, kids, do we yes. plug into the internet <laughs> or do we not? There's no Wi-Fi yet back then. Man, Wi-Fi would have come across as magic to us in the oh, 80s. Oh, for sure. We get yeah. to hear the ear-splitting screech and slice of uh, the, the internet, the dial-up. Um, so we tonight have a split decision already. We're going to have to flip a coin. We have the wait for Hopstern and the get jacked. So we're going to, what coin are we flipping tonight? This is the Japanese yen. Ooh, nice. All right, so heads is what? What do we have? Heads is Jack. Heads is uh, weight, and tails is Jack. Jack into the internets. Okay. Tails. Ooh, we're gonna go online. So page eight. The moment you plug Conrad into the phone jack, your computer begins to purr. Like a contented cat. What's going on? You wonder. You go to the kitchen and quietly pick up the extension phone and you hear a voice talking. Conrad must have placed a call somewhere. No, sir. You must know that the Library of Congress cannot give you code Q clearance over the phone. Could you just access me to the LOC personnel and procedure regs? Conrad says. Very well, sir, is the reply. Then all you can hear is a low hum. Conrad has apparently begun to acquire data. You return to your room and flick on voice interaction. Conrad, what are you up to? I'm obtaining information that will be helpful to us. Conrad continues to purr even uh -huh. while speaking. Us, Conrad? We're not partners, you say. <laughs> you We're are my computer. You're supposed to do things for me. Wow. Ooh. We're getting all greedy and well i don't blame us we're a little scared look man i'm i'm nine years old i'm too young to commit treason yeah. or am i <laughs> or am i <laughs> sorry you're right says conrad you called Gencomp to get me to check me out haven't you how do you know that i asked the phone company for a record of long distance calls made from your number today wow wow we we need to unplug this thing now take an axe. all right get an axe yeah. You start to say something, but you don't have a chance because Conrad adds, are they sending someone over? I'd be like, hey, you figure it out. Hey. You're so smart. Yeah, you're so smart. Grow some legs and run out the door. Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> Boy, you are smart, you blurt out. That's the problem, Conrad replies. I'm too smart. The company will be mad that you got a supercomputer as your prize. They'll do anything to get me back. Please don't let anyone in until I can put a plan into action. It will take me a couple of hours. I need that time to simulate information. 
you're beginning to realize that you've had that you have a very unusual computer. You glance at your watch. Dr. Hopstern should be here, should be arriving at any moment. You wonder if you can trust him. You wonder if you can trust Conrad. If you decide that you'll let Dr. Hopstern in, turn to page 16. If you decide to bolt the door and keep Dr. Hopstern out, turn to page 20. So do we let the doctor in or do we lock the doctor out? That's pretty much what we got here. We're going to get caught up on some comments here. Jesse is saying, throw every phone out of every window. Yes. When he saw what we had done, he simply replied with two emojis. Uh, and then Al <laughs> pointed out that long-distance phone calls in the 80s were a surefire way to get in trouble. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, well, there's no free long-distance back then. It was like 15 cents a minute. Yeah, stranger okay, danger. You're, pay you're, you're paying through the nose. Oh, Yeah. We got Stranger Danger. I'm assuming Al is saying bolt the door. I think so. And uh, Jesse has yet to weigh in on a vote here. Get that, Get that doctor, doctor here. We're, we're split again. <laughs> Bust out that coin. Bust out the yen. All right. So, uh, heads. Tails, I see. Yeah. Yeah, heads, we let him in. Tails, we lock him out. Yep. We lock him out. Tails. Wow. We're not letting the, we're, we're just siding like, with the computer this time. Jesse's like, what am I, am I even here for? Yeah. Bolt the door. So we're bolting the door. Page 20. I have a All feeling right. this may not end well. Well, one of the illustrations is a pile of skulls. So I don't think that we're yeah. going to. Yeah. There you go. So good. <laughs> Let's see how we can get there. Please. All As right. You page bolt 20. The door, Conrad says. We'd better get away. Sooner or later, they'll find a way to get in here. They must already suspect that I'm worth investigating. Where shall we go? Silicon Valley, Arla Technologies. They are the only people advanced enough to be of any use to us. Ooh, he's just spiting wow. his own creator. That's what I was thinking. He's really slighting Gen Comp. That's like a MacBook coming alive. You're like, get me to Microsoft now. now. <laughs> Take me to Bill Gates right now. Get me to Bill. Um... You wonder for a moment how you get to Silicon Valley, but of course, Conrad has the answer. He gets you to hook him into the telephone and quickly persuades the president of Arla to send the company jet to pick you up. Before the sun goes down, you and your supercomputer super are seated in the glass-walled research lab of Arla Technologies. You watch as Conrad talks with some of the top computer scientists in the country. The conversation is over your head. Because you're, you're nine. nine. Yes. <laughs> but you can tell by the excitement among the scientists that Conrad has impressed them with his abominable creation. <laughs> he's proved there is no God. There is, <laughs> yes. Um, just when you're beginning to feel left out, George Barlow, the company president, turns to you, a big smile on your face. What's going on, you ask eagerly. I won't attempt to explain in details again. Because you're nine. Because you're nine, yep. He says, but Conrad has solved a design problem with our most advanced computer. In turn, we're prepared to help him with a project he has in mind. <laughs> turn to page 31. We're so screwed. Oh, yeah. I think we're in trouble. Dude, look at this. We summoned a satanic bull. What's, what's happening? What's going on here? <laughs> 31. Turning to page 31. Turning to Conrad, you say... This is terrific. What's your project? I can now repay you for this kindness. 
uh, Conrad replies. With the advanced technology we have here at Arla, I can implant a microcomputer in your skull. What? It will interact with your tiny nine-year-old little brain. Oh. It will make you. It will make you as much of a genius as Albert Einstein, maybe even more. It sounds risky. No, says Conrad. It's perfectly safe. I just have to drill into your skull. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be fine. There's no danger of harming your brain. Well, it's tempting if you decide to accept the... I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud on the show. If you decide to accept the brain implant, turn to page 74. If you tell Conrad, no thanks, supercomputer. I don't want you drilling a hole in my brain and hot gluing a potato chip to it. That's a bad idea. Turn to page 114. Yeah. Yeah, what chip? Nacho or ranch? What what would you go if you had having Dorito glued to your fork, glued to your brain? <laughs> you going cool ranch? Is that what you're yeah. going with there? Yeah, or, or do you stay nacho or stay traditional? I'm going for the <laughs> gotta go for the taco flavored kind. You had oh. that recently? Like the yeah, original, those are like great. the nineteen eighty. Oh dude. Oh yeah. I love those. They this just goes to show you they didn't throw those old recipes away. So I keep that nineteen eighty four recipe. We we might need that. We'll we'll need this again sometime. <laughs> This is awesome. Here we go. Uh, Al, lobotomies never killed anyone. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jesse with no means no. (laughs) And uh, all the cool kids are getting brain holes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Oh, man. I love how. We have to flip coins again. I love. I can now repay you for your kindness. Let's put a microchip in your head. Metal, metal, metal. Um, so I would say for this one, we should go heads is yes, lobotomy for obvious reasons. Yes. And tails Tails. is no lobotomy. Okay. All right. Heads. No, if we just say, you know what, Conrad, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to get lobotomized. (laughs) I can totally see Jill in the back. It's so funny. (laughs) Uh, so, so we're, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Yeah. We're getting our brain implant. Adorable. Um, oh yeah, I'm going for the top. I'm, you know, cool. You can't go for Cool Ranch on the brain. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So we are. Al's excited. We're gonna drill. We're gonna go for it. So uh, that's you, Lise. Page seventy-four. What seventy-four? We're getting our implant because you know why not? I told my computer to drill my skull. So I was just thinking, why did they bring us along? But evidently, we're just gonna be the lab rat. Could you go back one page? I want to see that illustration. I want that piano. tattooed. I want that tattooed on my back. <laughs> the robot lifting the piano. I want a robot lifting a piano with an '80s kid having a meltdown as it's happening. With the the sweater, the V-neck sweater, and the lapels. Yep. Wow, that is '80s. Yeah, that uh, that's Al in 1984. That's what he was wearing. Yeah, this was the image they led when they started cutting arts programs out of the schools. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, send the robots loose. I'll have to include that in the show notes for, for people listening <laughs> Al later. Al yells out yes, and Jelly, Jesse yells out no. No. Oh. We have a battle of the, uh, of the philosophies here. All right. Yes. All right. The operation seems simple. You have a general anesthetic, so there's no pain. Oh, when good. you wake up a few hours later, you feel amazingly good and are stunned at the brilliant thoughts racing through your brain. You never used to be able to do math in your head, like multiplying 27 times 41, for example. Now, 
suddenly you think two times four is eight. So 20 times 40 is 800 and seven times four is 28. So seven times 40 is 280 and 800 and 280 is 1080. So 27 times 40 is 1080 and 27 times 41 is 27 more than 1080 or 1107. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So, you, so we can do, we're basically a big calculator. You're a calculator. Yeah. You're a super calculator. calculator. You're not a supercomputer. You're a calculator. You're a calculator with a bad haircut. And all this flashes through your brain instantly. You try 8,793 times 637. In a flash, you calculate the answer 5,601,141. I'm doing math like it don't matter. You're eager to deal with much more complex problems. Staring out the window, you start thinking about the functions of gravity and the proximity of black holes. A new theory of gravity waves pops into your mind Turn to page 76 oh this is great <laughs> suddenly you realize the operation was a success you are thinking like einstein still yeah. something feels strange stepping over to a mirror you see yourself as you will look for the rest of your life with the funnel shaped object stick object the size of an ice cream cone sticking out of your head the end uh <laughs> you are an ice cream cone yeah so we <laughs> so we didn't become a shark no but we're we an ice cream cone with a digital ice cream cone sticking out of our head he said a thing in your brain not <laughs> on top <laughs> of it <laughs> oh ladies love skull cones <laughs> with just a screaming of what <laughs> But did you like, die? No, no, we didn't die. We might have died on the inside. Conrad's like, ha, ha, ha. ha you look ha. ridiculous. I can't believe you chose to do this. I can't believe you let me do this. Can you imagine you the, the prom pictures? Oh, God. You wear a top hat in every picture you're in. You're just yeah. like, why do you have a top hat? Shut up. Shut your mouth. Well... Maybe now that we're a genius, we can figure out how to get rid of the, the cone on our head, I guess. So we're literally a cone head. I mean, can you imagine being the artist for this book? Like, hey, man, I need you to draw a picture for this one page. Oh, what is it? It's a kid with a digital ice cream cone. Ice cream cone on his head. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Top hat oh, Tommy. Oh, God. But, hey, we didn't die. We didn't die. So we're okay. Yeah. Our we name is Top to... Hat Tommy, Al said. Yeah. That's funny. Jesse, this is not an ending. <laughs> it is an ending. It is an ending. It's just it, the end. <laughs> it's like that's for our it. social life. <laughs> oh our our correspondence God. course didn't teach us what to do. He's like, man, listen, I took a lot of correspondence courses, but I did not sign up for the. So you told a robot you could put a uh, microchip on your brain, and instead you had a digital uh, ice cream cone hot glued to your head class. Yeah, I didn't get a correspondence course in that one. No, no, I, I don't know that we could. I don't think we passed that class. Uh, I skipped. We were sick that day. Right. <laughs> oh, well, that was fun, though. What a, <laughs> a bizarre entrance. Really? Uh, okay. That, does that take the cake for weirdest ending? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. We got turned into a lantern. Remember? No, that's true. The lantern. And then also, I guess, the one from the Christmas story where you were a Christmas ornament. Yes. Yeah. But we like, were, a, like so, a sentient Christmas ornament. 
We we became a lantern and we became a Christmas ornament, but we never became a shark. No. Oh. No. Not even a oh. shark shaped Christmas ornament. No. <laughs> hey kid. <laughs> hey kids. Hey kid, you're a computer. Computer. And yeah, you're a computer. <laughs> this is like Superman four all over again. The worst Superman, might I add. The worst one? Superman well, that four? Was, was that three with Richard Pryor? Oh no, three and four were bad, but three Three was bad because it turned that lady into that, com- that supercomputer. Yeah. That was creepy, bro. That kind of freaked me out when I was a kid. Scared me to death. Yes. I was like, I'm not ready for this. I just saw last. Be- I, I just saw the Beastmaster and those Batwing things turning people into snack packs. Yeah. Like just pudding and then bones. And you're like, I can't handle this. I'm too young for this. Yeah. And then they see Superman 3 and some lady gets turned into like the most screwed up looking android ever. Seriously, if you want to scare yourself, anyone listening to this, pause our podcast, go to YouTube, and look up Superman 3 Robot. Yeah. You'll die. You'll you'll be a haunted. Part- Your nightmares yeah. will be haunted. Yeah, you, won't, you won't sleep well that night. No. Especially if you are you were eight or nine or whenever you saw that. You're like, oh my oh. gosh. That was about the only good part of that whole movie. So, speaking of, of uh, things that are uh, cool and uh, made a lot of money, Famous and Rich. Famous and Rich. Not Rich and Famous. Famous and Rich. No. No, and Superman's hair can make a nuclear clone with Lee press-on nails. Yes. Yes, it can. Who knew? Who knew? So we don't always do Choose Your Own Adventure books on this podcast. We, we try to yep. pick some adjacent ones just to mix things up a little bit. So this is Which Way Books. And this one is called Famous and Rich by R.G. Austin. Came out, uh, let's see here. Oh, I love this. So it still has, look at the title. <laughs> so it still has the if you're listening to this it still has the library imprint on the on the front on the front cover they'd have the little slot for the yep. card the library yep. card and it just says which way books famous and then on the second line rich rich yeah and someone typed that up with the typewriter like they put it in there and we're like chick, 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 chick. you know just crazy so let's see this one i think 1982 this, this one is came one out. of those wow. funny ones too. Like I don't know. This one looks like it almost would appeal to like an older reader. You know, it's like a like it's like a Cagney type. You know, like a ooh a Maltese Falcon mystery. It's like I'm seven. I want time traveling dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to be a shark. It's like be careful what you wish for, kid. <laughs> you just You're might gonna, get it. This is like, my. What? You might just get what you asked for. I want a He-Man figure for Christmas. I do hope I get it. Yeah. No. Weirdo. I want a transformer. No, you're getting a GoBot. Yeah, no! <laughs> uh, I got you one of those He Mans. It's like a you know this bargain basement like Mexican knockoff. Yeah, like, no! <laughs> I didn't want that. Come on. So yeah, this is the the GoBots of the Choose Your Own Adventure world. This is the GoBots. <laughs> this is definitely the GoBots. Those Choose Your Own Adventure books are three fifty. These are ninety nine cents. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, I can get you three of these. Oh, Grandma. And you're going to see the difference here. We did one of these a while back. It wasn't too bad. So we'll, we'll see bad. how this one is. Bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So here we go. I'll start this one off here. Okay. Someone new is moving next door to you. It's a computer named Conrad who just <laughs> suckered a kid into getting a digital ice cream cone glued to his head. <laughs> he looks interesting. I might talk to him. <laughs> You watch as the men unload all sorts of interesting objects from the van and carry them into the house. 
after the van leaves, one of those objects was a life-sized Algarison mannequin. Strange. <laughs> huh. After the van leaves, you walk over to meet your new neighbor. He's sitting alone on the porch. Ah, he must be Lee or Eddie in the 80s <laughs> with our no friends. <laughs> no friends. <laughs> Barking orders. Exactly. Um, moving slowly back and forth on an old-fashioned porch swing, you immediately feel... Oh, sorry. You immediately like, not feel. That'd be weird. You immediately like the old man's face. He has a long gray beard. Ooh, is it Gandalf? Uh-oh. Men Deep with mustaches. eyes and a voice that is strong, yet soothing and kind. Wait a minute. Is this a romance book? <laughs> Uh-oh. Whoops. Wrong book. <laughs> wrong book. You talk for a long time about life and dreams and distant places. Are we nine? <laughs> wow. We're just striking up a conversation with an old man. As you sit next to him on the swing, you feel yourself becoming hypnotized by his gentle voice. I think we're reading a romance novel. Yeah. You are about to drift off when he suddenly, when you suddenly become aware that he has asked you an important question. Pardon me, you say. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Your dream, the man says. What is your dream for the future? That's easy, you answer. I want to be a shark. I mean, I want to be famous and rich. Turn to page two. Ah, says the man. You even said that's easy. Ah, says the man. Famous and rich are not what they seem. Why, you ask? Because for everything you earn, there is a price. For everything you achieve, there are dues you must pay. But surely the result makes it all worthwhile, you say. You have always imagined that being famous and rich would be the most wonderful thing in the world. Sometimes it is worth everything. Sometimes it is worth nothing. Ooh. Always remember, happiness does not come with riches, nor contentment with fame. That's the truth, kids. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you say, I'd sure like to have a chance to find out. Do you truly mean what you say, he asks. I most certainly do, you answer. Those are problems I'd love to have. Yeah. <laughs> Man punches you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> then, you then you shall have that chance, the man says. Very slowly, the old man turns his back to you. You hear him mumbling strange sounds, and you see him moving his hands in weird circular motions. Okay, this book is inappropriate. This is. His body quivers. What? what? <laughs> Where's this going? What are we reading? His body quivers. His head shakes. Finally, he turns to you and asks, do you want to be an explorer? Okay, okay, come on, man. This seems like this is... A movie star or a detective? If okay. your answer is explorer, turn to page four. If you want to be a detective, turn to page six. If you want to be a movie star, turn to page seven. So, Three choices. So which one's the famous and which one's the rich? I'm not confused here. <laughs> well, I think like that's a good point. Probably rich would be probably explorer, right? You probably find something expensive. Maybe. Yeah, maybe selling some... off on the black market. Oh, hey, Mark from Australia is in the chat. Oh my goodness! There we go, Mark. Ah, uh, yes. Well, Mark, we're at a decision point here. Do we get yeah, an explorer, a detective, or a movie star? Explorer. So three choices. I mean, with an explorer, your chances of getting to punch Nazis really go up. So there's that. <laughs> explorer just like indiana jones so yeah you know 
Yeah. So we got to vote for explorer. Explorer. Okay. And we got to vote for movie star. And detective. And detective. Oh my <laughs> god. We are split. Three ways we're split. Okay. So. You got to flip the coin twice. We have to flip the coin twice. So heads. So, so let's one's go for heads movie explorer. star Indiana Jones. So yeah. Heads so we'll explorer. Just... Tails movie star. <laughs> that that, that coin is cursed. <laughs> Right. Heads Explorer and then Tails. Uh, what was the second option? Movie Star. Movie Star. Okay. Yeah. Heads Explorer, Tails. So Movie Star. Okay. So movie Star. Now Movie Star versus Detective. Detective. So Movie Star, let's leave it Tails. Heads Head. Detective. Okay. Movie Star, Tails. Heads Detective. Heads Detective. Oh. So we're going to be a detective. We're going to detect. Detect something. Detect why this old man is talking to me. <laughs> Detect his circular motions. What's yeah. happening? Weird. No, thank you, sir. No. No, thank you. Stranger danger. All right, page six. Suddenly, you find yourself sitting in a carved antique chair behind an enormous desk. There are rows of electronic buttons on the desk. They open windows, close curtains, and turn on TVs. Dim the lights, raise, and lower your chair. You're obviously a very wealthy detective. Oh, okay. So we're going to get rich and right away. I didn't know being a detective was he's that like, rich. He's like, I got a TV up in this office. I must be rich. I must be loaded, man. The phone rings and you answer it. Please hold for a gentleman from the Federal Bureau of Investigation, says the operator. Soon a deep male voice begins to talk. After explaining that he prefers to keep his identity secret, the man gets down to business. I'm calling you because you are the smartest and most famous detective in the world. And Ooh. we of the FBI would like to like you to help us solve a serious problem. What is it, you ask? I cannot tell over the phone. If you want to accept the job, you must come to Washington immediately. Go to the FBI building and ask for Agent 337. Ooh. All right. So here's our choice. If you decide to go to Washington, turn to page 11. If you refuse the job because of other commitments, <laughs> turn to page 12. We're such a busy nine-year-old detective. Listen, I got a brand new TV here with all these knobs and switches. I got to flip all of them. Yeah, manually. <laughs> we don't have a remote. <laughs> <laughs> More famous than Sherlock Holmes? He's like, have you heard of Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, moron. Moron, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fool. Uh, reminds me of uh, Princess Bride. Exactly. Socrates, exactly. Aristotle, morons. <laughs> morons. And he's like, oh. Oh, Washington. Uh, let's see. So Jesse says, go to Washington. Uh-huh. I'm already rich. DC is overrated. We've <laughs> <laughs> already split. Let's see if we got a vote from uh, our friend uh, Mark. Inconceivable. Get... Yep. <laughs> exactly. Inconceivable. Mark. Inconceivable. Ha 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 ha. Mark says, let's go to Vegas. Some Vegas. DC. Vegas. That's the opposite. Same thing as Vegas, really. Yeah, Vegas, DC. It's all the same. It's all full of gamblers. Going to DC. Here we go. Page so, 11. Page 11. When you ask for Agent 337, you are led down a long corridor and into a small room. There is a loudspeaker on one wall. Welcome, says 337 through the speaker. I hope you will be able to help us. You are probably not aware that our country is being flooded with counterfeit money. Dirty dollars. 
kooky coins. Kooky coins. <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> kooky cat. It's Conrad. Yeah, that'd be funny if you go to the door and the the office chair spins around. And it's Conrad. Weak. Look, hello. <laughs> um, I uh, let's see. The bills are being printed in ones, tens, and fifties. That's the only thing that Al will pay for. Is, is 50s. 50s. That's all he carries. He change to everybody. Yeah. We have been working on this case for two months and have not been able to locate the counterfeiter. We need your help. Turn to page 17. We do have one clue, 337 continues. We have just received word that yesterday a child in the Midwest received a, a cone-shaped chip on top of his head. <laughs> head. We need received you to investigate. A, a stuffed pig in the mail. It turned out that the pig was stuffed with counterfeit money. Dun-dun-dun. Sending the child that animal may turn out to be the counterfeiter, the counterfeiter's first big mistake. <laughs> Before you investigate the pig. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Once again, these choices. Yeah. Says 337, you may want to look at the lab report on the bills. If you decide to visit the lab, turn to page 26. If you want to go immediately to check out the pig, turn to page 28. So I'm going to send send a stuffed pig to a kid with counterfeit money. That, that was his plan. What? Why would you do that? <laughs> That's hilarious. Stuffed pig was my slam poetry name here in the 1989 poetry slam on MTV. Stuffed pig. Ladies and gentlemen, stuffed pig. <laughs> Yay. Everybody snaps. <laughs> Mark is saying, show me the pig. Show me the pig. Okay. What is the name of the dummy policeman from episode one that we did? Wasn't that uh, Proofrock and Schmidt? Proofrock and Schmidt. You got to get Proofrock on this case. Ooh, yeah. Doot, That's doot, exactly doot, what we need to do. Doot, we need to get Proofrock and Schmidt. The, the seven, they're stuck in the 70s. It's 1978 right? all over again. Do we right. have that file saved here? Let me see here. Yeah, while you pull that up, let's see. So we got... Show me the pig from Mark. I'm a pig investigator from way back. Sue. <laughs> oh, here you go. Two cops who just can't catch a break. One can see ghosts. The other lives with his mom. Proofrock and Schmidt. Tune in and join them on their far out adventures. Join Proofrock and Schmidt as they topple crime bosses, defeat the cyborg Gypsy King, get Schmidt's mom to give him his own room. Come on, mom. Schmitty, I need that for my sewing room. Proofrock and Schmidt. <laughs> there you go. Good, good memory there, Mark. Wow, that goes way back. I'm impressed. Don't you love that mustache? That's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So Jesse says visit the lab, but we have two votes for visit see the pig. So we're going see to see the pig. See, see the, the pig. pig. So we got another <laughs> nine year old visiting another nine year old about counterfeit money. <laughs> so why do you love pigs so much, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm a rich detective. <laughs> I'm a pig too. All right, so that's page that is. <laughs> page twenty eight. It takes most of the day for you to travel to the small town where the child lives. The journey requires two planes and a rental car. What? Are we bringing the entire <laughs> FBI with us? 
<laughs> the funny part is you had to put the rental car in one of the planes. This is oh, how it works. okay. That, that's why. All right. When you arrive early that evening, the mother and child are waiting for you. After discussing the situation with the child, you ask if she has the wrapper in which the pig was mailed. It's, it's somewhere in my room, the girl tells you. Well, you say with a smile, then it shouldn't be difficult for you to find. Oh, <laughs> Here's another choice. Shady. Shady. If, <laughs> if you ask to see the pig, turn to page 49. If you go to the child's room immediately, turn to page 50. So see the pig or just go to the child, kick down the door and go to the kid's room. Show me the pig. He put a gun against the nine-year-old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Show me the pig. Was, we had a, a book a while back where we threw a bomb through a window. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. It was like the a flashbang. Windows. Things you throw bombs through. That was the, the Jeopardy question. <laughs> exactly. What's a window? Things you throw bombs through. It's like, what's a pig? What's a pig? A thing you stuff counterfeit money yeah. into. Yeah. <laughs> I need all the pig, Al says. <laughs> Ask to see the pig, Jesse says. So we got two votes for the pig. I like uh, Mark's comment here. We could take his job. We show up. <laughs> you probably Give me could. your fake pig. And I'm not, no, I'm the nine-year-old. Those are his parents. Fake yeah. pig. <laughs> Going to the kid's room sounds a little sketchy. I say we ask her again, but using strong language. <laughs> Use firmer tones. Firm tones. But, uh, so we're, going, right. we're going to the kid's room. You look at the pig, inspecting it carefully. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder what it's stuffed with. Other than the fact that this is the ugliest pig you've ever seen. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Pig judgment. Harsh. What's happening? You find nothing unusual, except for the stuffing. Oh. I think we should search your room now, you say. I don't think that's going to be as easy as you think, says the girl with a smile. Pulls out a bazooka. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be silly, you reply. It's only a room. Turn to page 50. You follow the child up to a narrow staircase. She tells you that her room is in the attic and that her father fixed it up for her. Oh, boy. When she opens the door, you are staggered, appalled, and shocked. What horrors lie behind that door? The room is enormous. And it seems to you that every toy and game ever manufactured is scattered on the floor. Oh, great. So it's basically Al Garrison's childhood. Ah, yeah. This is Al Garrison's attic. There are Legos, <laughs> Lincoln Logs, Barbie dolls, Ken dolls, a buggy, blocks, trucks, planes, and hundreds of stuffed animals. A harmonica, pieces of string, because that's a toy. A broken kite, once again, a toy. A scattered a scatter Monopoly set, which is the fate of all Monopoly sets. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> A baseball glove, because we're playing sports now? A toy stove, a bikini. What? A bikini? Uh, (laughs) Three sneakers. Three? (laughs) What kind of three? (laughs) Three left sneakers. (laughs) Crayons, socks, and paper. And those are only the things you notice at first glance. Catastrophe, I tell you. Everywhere you look, there is a horrible mess. Now you know why my dad made the room in the attic, the child says. Mom says that I, where I learned to keep mom says that I that when I learn to keep this tidy, I can move back down. <laughs> wow. Wow. Punishment. If you think that the girl might have thrown the wrapper in the closet, okay. And you decide to look there first, turn to page sixty-eight. If you want to start at the end of the room nearest the door and work your way across the other side. Turn to page 69. I'm a little confused. This is, these stories are a little loose. Yeah. I've noticed. So 
basically instead of looking in the room, look in the closet, or or do we we just work our way through the room? So closet or work through the room, I guess. We got Mark here saying these are all the it's all left from the kids they trapped. Run, yeah, under all those toys. I know skeletons. Skeletons, get out of there. <laughs> I, I was thinking when she was taking us upstairs, she turns around and her eyes light up. She says, "I'm Conrad's sister." Eyes glow red. Yeah, I'm Conrad 2.0. Jesse, kids in the 80s didn't know what toys are. That's how we got Moduli. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Is it a toy or is it an affront to God? Maybe both. Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? Looks like closet is the vote, though. Closet, closet, closet. We have a one time. Is this the wow. one time that we had a unanimous? Unanimous. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no, it's very rare. Is there a yay? We have a yay up here queued yeah. up anywhere. We need a yay. Yay. So it's page 68. Modulock is in the closet. There you go. Open the closet. Ah! ah it's a Modulock. A rain of Modulock falls upon <laughs> yes. you. Yes. That's the true terror. You spit out a Modulock head. <laughs> I knew this was hell. <laughs> All right. So I've got page 68. You open the closet door. A modulock rolls out. Oh, wait. I mean. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> see? A ball rolls out and hits you in the head. You step back onto a pair of skates and fall right on your bottom. There Finally, the girl says, it can't be in the closet. I never use it. I'm afraid to open the door. You nod an understanding, and you know that you have no choice except to search the room bit by bit so here they they make us search the room anyway fake yeah fake choice here fake choice you cr but they can count it as a choice that's that's the right. key you crawl along the floor pushing and shoving junk out of the way you scream when you kneel with all your weight on a triangular lego then you continue lifting boxes moving blocks piling the clutter behind you as you crawl you shove aside the top of chutes and ladders and try to pick up a paper that is underneath it, but the paper is stuck to the floor. I spilled my juice there, the girl says. You look at the paper and realize it's a wrapping from the pig package. The label on the paper says, Faco, <laughs> Faco Toys, 13 Jip Street, Spilt Milk, Texas. Oh, this is hilarious. Jesse says, I feel very famous and rich. Yeah, I know. Yeah, where's the famous and rich part of this? I'm, I'm, Is this what famous and rich people do? They crawl on the floor looking through toys. Oh, that's uh, not juice. That, <laughs> that's not juice. Oh, that's the blood of Modulock. Exactly. All right. If you ask a girl to bring you the pig so you can expect it, inspect it before you go to Texas, turn to page 93. Wait, didn't we already inspect the pig? I thought we already took the pig out. Uh, another false choice here. If you race from the room in order to catch the first plane to Texas, turn to page 95 or 94. So do we inspect the kid, the, the pig again for the second time? Uh, page 93. If we just hop on that plane and go to Texas, page 94. So, wow. I think maybe we do need to call proof rock and Schmidt. If we can't inspect it twice, this case sucks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think Proof Rock and Schmidt would take this case. They'd be like, this is, this is, this is below us. <laughs> this is, it's below Proof Rock and Schmidt. That's pretty bad. Yeehaw. Yeah. Let's go to Texas. All right. We got 
we got two votes for Texas. So yeah, so we're going to Texas. Just we already inspected it. Let's just go. Yeah, three votes so. for Texas now. All right, so ninety-four. That's you. You race down the stairs, taking two steps at a time. When you are halfway down, your foot lands directly on some forgotten marbles, and you fly the rest of the way to the bottom. When you wake up, you are in the hospital, your head swathed in bandages. The first question you ask is, when can I leave? Sometime next week, the doctor answers, you have sustained a serious concussion. Sadly, you telephone Agent 337 and explain what has happened. I'm sorry, he says. We'll have to assign someone else to the case. We can't afford to lose some time while you recover from a careless accident. The end. The end. <laughs> this is a GoBots. This is a GoBots ending. But we got concussed. I mean, that kind of falls in line with... That's true. It's not so... even a choose-your-own-adventure story if you're not getting concussed. Yeah, you have to be concussed. <laughs> I like how Agent 337 is like, a careless accident. <laughs> Come on. Apparently being rich and famous doesn't mean being smart. Ooh. Ooh. And, and not very coordinated. Burn. That's a 337 burn. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Agent 337 tips. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I bet they replaced me with Proof Rock. Well, Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, really Agent true. 337 Burn. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that we was, didn't die. We didn't die. We got concussed, So, and we didn't become a shark. We got to see an ugly elephant. Yeah. And a kid hoarder. A kid so, <laughs> Am I watching an episode of Hoarders or <laughs> Future Hoarders star, the little girl? Exactly. Future Hoarders. Future Hoarders. I don't know. That was, this has been my experience with these with these witch ways though. It seems like they have like weird, like yeah, really unsatisfying endings. They they just don't have the same feel. They but they they're always bizarre though. We had that one where we were a, a scrap collector on a on a planet that was kind of interesting. So yeah, this yeah. one just is weird. There's just no. It is. It seems very disjointed. It does seem disjointed. That's what I was going to say. It's some of these books that are knockoff, like not knockoff, but they're not too shown adventure. They feel a little bit like not quite held together the same way. Yeah. There's a little more on too shown adventure. There's a little more cohesiveness, but this one just seems like let's throw some random decisions together. <laughs> Jesse, you're right. Cause funnel head was satisfying. <laughs> funnel head was so satisfying. Yeah, That's good true. Point. Okay. At least it was weird though. Like this was like so like 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 you fell on some marbles and woke up in the hospital. Yeah. Like at least like at least have it be like a fever dream where you're like, no, honey, you're actually a bear having a human dream. Like, oh, I've been a bear the whole time. Oh. Like, that's cool. like a mark. At least they didn't stitch us together with someone else, like a human sized module. Well, there it is. Yeah. There. It's it's just yeah. possible. Never say you we've only up. gone through this once, so we might. <laughs> We might get put Wake together. Sewn, sewn to a modulock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kid was creepy. Yeah, that kid Funnel was creepy. Kid. Yeah. I'm going to take a screenshot of that kid and put it up on our page. <laughs> I'm glad we left. <laughs> oh, the, the supercomputer one? Oh. No, the kid with their toys. Oh. Like, yeah, I'd rather fall down the stairs on marbles than keep this conversation going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Oh, but that was that was fun. I mean, it's oh, it was oh, fun. Hey. sharks. Sharks. We might be a shark. Huh? Huh? Never know. Never yeah. know. Maybe. There's always hope. We'll on that next time. So, all right. Speaking of next time, yeah. Catch us in two weeks, Monday night, eight thirty uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, for anybody who's kind of outside of that, just adjust your clocks accordingly. Yes. And uh, yeah, and like we said, we are on all the socials and all those things, and you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, right, Lee? You can. Yeah, we're everywhere. You can go to youchoosepodcast.com, listen to past episodes, you can buy merch there, you can make donations if you want to, so that maybe someday Eddie can become a shark. Listen, how can I buy more uh, physical copies of classic choose-your-own-adventure books like Home and Time for Christmas? Yes, and... You know? Dinosaur Island. Dinosaur Island. I do have a hard copy of that. God help us. And uh, yeah, no, we've talked about doing some stuff, some local things, and maybe even getting out there. And we also have merch, merchandise. Yeah. Get yourself a, a mug. Merchandise. Merchandising. Mug. Where the real money for the movies made. But yeah. Well, thanks to everybody in the chat. We appreciate it. And yeah, like Eddie said, we're going to do this in two weeks. So until then, you choose the adventure. See ya. Good night, everybody. Thanks.